today on CityCast Madison. Milwaukee Judge Janet Perosiewicz, one of the liberals in the Wisconsin Supreme Court race, she was the big winner in this week's primary election. She'll face former Justice Dan Kelly, a conservative, in the April general election. In the race for Madison mayor, incumbent Satya Rhodes-Conway had a strong showing. And we have the winners of Madison's snow plowing contest. It's Friday, February 24th. I'm Dylan Brogan, and here's what Madison's talking about. It's Friday, and that means we're rounding up the news, and I'm joined by, who else? Bianca Martin. Hi, Bianca. Hey, Dylan. You know, to this day, and I don't, it's like a curse, that song, Friday, Friday, party and party, and every more, every Friday, that's just how I wake up, like, looking forward to the weekend. Oh my gosh. So. Uh, The Rebecca Black curse. (laughs) I wish that was not true. It is 100% real. So, happy Friday to Rebecca Black. Happy Friday, Rebecca. But we don't got time for that. We got an election to talk about. A primary was on Tuesday. Big news. The top ticket race was the state Supreme Court race. A lot of things going on. And I'll tell you, there are a lot of Republican insiders who are shaking in their boots, Bianca. This is not (laughs) a good night if you are a Wisconsin conservative. Um, Yeah. So Janet Prozewicz, we interviewed her. She's the liberal candidate. She really dominated the election. She got 45%, which is a lot in this primary with four contestants. We mm-hmm. Dan Kelly, who is a former justice on the Supreme Court, um, he was the conservative's pick. He, he had a kind of a, an ugly fight with a, another conservative in the primary, and but he squeaked over. And, you know, there was another uh, candidate from Dane County, Judge Everett Mitchell, and he didn't do that great, to be honest. It turns out it wasn't really a contest for the liberals versus conservatives. And the top two move forward into the April election. And now things are going to get real ugly. Yeah, it was a ton of voters. It was a huge show out, which is, you know, always exciting for democracy. But of course, any election, people are going to be disappointed that their candidate didn't do as well as they thought. And like you said, Janet really took the took the gold. I just feel like she shows uh, this no nonsense confidence that really stands out. Like it reminds me of, uh, regardless of your opinion of this woman's yeah. politics, former U.S. ambassador Nikki Haley saying, uh, "With all due respect, I don't get confused." So I know, like, the idea of the fact that Janet is a woman, and I'm sure she will face some sexism about her competency, and I feel like she's gonna handle that with a, a lot of umph. <laughs> Yeah, and it's interesting thing that happens in politics, right, where maybe it's not about the individual, but if someone is just seen as the person who's going to win, it's like a herd mentality a little bit, right? Absolutely. She had the backing of the Democratic establishment, of course. Well, that really helped, didn't it, in this race? Yeah. It also helped for Dan Kelly, obviously, because he is, I would say, more of the establishment sort of in, from what I understand, kind of in the... Weeds. <laughs> I don't want to say in the weeds. You know, yeah. talking about swamps, but he, you know, he's deep, deeply a part of the GOP space. Well, and you saw that in the results from outside of the big Republican strongholds all over the state. Uh, Dan Kelly, except really the Milwaukee area, Dan Kelly did well. Mm-hmm. His competitor Jennifer Darrow, who 
kind of was a household name because she was the judge in that Waukesha Christmas parade trial and got a lot of praise from not just Republicans, but Milwaukee Talk Radio was like, are we really going to vote for the guy who lost by 10 points three years ago? So they were really pulling for Darrow and you could see it in Waukesha County and Washington County. But other than that, clearly the influence of uh, the strong influence of Milwaukee Talk Radio wasn't a factor. He's also served on the court before. He was appointed, but I wonder if that gives him any points for the fact that he's been there before. Um, that's sort of my thought. Well, here are the things that are not looking good for Dan Kelly. Primaries uh, in February tend to be less of a turnout. Mm -hmm. He got 50% last time in the primary, and mm -hmm. then he went on to lose to Justice Jill Karofsky 55 to 45. Well, this time, Janet... If you combine her uh, and Everett's total, it looks like the, the Democrats are in the, and the justice they want are more like five points higher. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the New York Times called this the most important race in 2023. What's on the ballot? Abortion's on the ballot. Gerrymandering's mm -hmm. on the ballot. And in the not so recent past, it used to be all about law enforcement and who was right. fair. And now it's like a straight up partisan contest. Right. And that's kind of the thing is this super high stakes election and it's supposed to be officially nonpartisan. It's really partisan. There's no surprise there. It did stand out to me. We, you know, talked to both Judge Janet and Judge Everett Mitchell. And um, it stood out to me when Judge Mitchell had said, you know, it's really the media that paints us <laughs> as kind of liberal or conservative. And then we have to reckon with that when we're talking to the media. But it clearly is a partisan race because of the issues like you, like you mentioned. I think Republicans never say never. I think they're in a little bit of trouble here because, man, Dems got the money. And let's talk about Dane County, too. More people voted in Dane County than Milwaukee County. There's about a million people in Milwaukee County and about a little less than 600,000 in Dane. That's crazy. And then you look at the totals, it's like 83% are voting for on the liberal side of things. The conservatives can't even crack 20% in Dane County. This is a huge part of an ongoing strategy by the Democrats where Dane County is like absolutely essential to winning these statewide races and maybe changing Wisconsin from a purple state back to a blue state. Wouldn't that be something? You know, Minnesota's been looking over here blue as can be <laughs> with all their yeah. lakes and we're blue, but it's been, we've been deeply purple for some time. You know, it's interesting thinking about who has backing and that sort of thing. I feel like on the Democratic side, it feels like something's got a little toxic around the idea of electability and who could win. I don't know, but yeah. I'm not the first person to say that, but I was kind of disappointed in the language around Judge Everett Mitchell's candidacy early on, like whether or not he could win. And just hearing that Dane County had such a show out, it always does. He's a Dane County Circuit Court judge. Yeah, he needed a way big here and he just didn't have the numbers. Right. Well, yeah. And it, it seems like, you know, some time ago, uh, Janet kind of got the backing of the Democratic establishment. And I don't know, it's... Just to clarify what I'm speaking about, you know, early on, there were these questions about whether he could win and pointing yeah. to the fact that he is a black man and pointing to the fact that Mandela Barnes had just run um, in the Senate race, who is also a black man and had, like, you know, racist ads put out against him. And I don't know, I think the whole discussion is is really fraught. And I feel like it's fair. People are talking about the dog whistle that are out there. I do feel like it did impact the primary because you Judge Everett Mitchell has a point that he got a little bit of a 
an unfair shake in terms of the discussion around his candidacy. Like if you're just talking about the color of his skin. What do you do in that situation, though? It's just like when it comes up, uh, can a black man win a statewide election in Wisconsin? And then if there's any question about that, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Right. It really seems that way. And I'm just disappointed because I heard from some Madison women's reproductive rights advocates that Mitchell's been a huge champion for reproductive rights. I didn't hear that at all in the election because I heard a lot about the color of his skin. Well, if ever Mitchell is going to blame the media a little bit, then I'm going to blame the fact that his campaign strategy just like completely imploded on him. Former Governor Jim Doyle endorsed him. Former Justice Lewis Butler, who was the first African-American appointed to the Wisconsin Supreme Court, he endorsed Everett Mitchell. He was a serious candidate. And then, you know, there was kind of a bad story. And everyone's like, ooh, can this guy win? And then it was like, everybody left the room. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just, you know, obviously this race has a lot of national attention, too. And I saw a political article out about, you know, saying black candidates are losing nationwide and their campaigns are saying it's in part on account of the Democratic Party's infrastructure. That Mandela Barnes was actually, you know, he was one point away from ousting an incumbent, Senator Ron Johnson, if you're, you know, looking at it from the Democratic lens. And that's just why it claims that maybe he didn't have the full backing in terms of fundraising. So I just, it just, obviously. Obviously stinks uh, thinking about Wisconsin's record um, for its black residents. Wisconsin has to, <laughs> and the Wisconsin Democrats got to figure that thing out because right now, I agree. you know, whoever you voted for in this election, there's just something that people know is kind of wrong. It just, yeah, no me gusta. I'm shaking my head. I'm putting this on the Dems. They gotta, <laughs> they gotta figure this out and give um, everyone yeah. a good reason to vote. We've already talked about this race, so let's uh, a lot. Let's move on. Yeah, we gotta move on. Let's just sum it up real quick. Judge Janet, a nice Polish woman from Milwaukee, is the liberal choice for the Supreme Court. And Dan Kelly, uh, former justice, is the conservative pick. Republicans are freaking out because this election was not exactly a, a good sign of the strength of their candidate. And we'll see what happens next. The mayoral race, also very fun. Mass and mayoral race, um, Mayor Satya Rhodes-Conway, hard to argue she had a really great night too. She wanted to crack 60%. That was like, there was no polling in these local races, this local mayoral race. She almost cracked it. It was 59.5. So she would have been happy with just winning, but 60% was a good sign. Gloria Reyes, she's got a lot of work to do. And I think uh, she's got some money that she clearly has been waiting to spend in the general. Um, but Satya is the incumbent. She, Gloria Reyes was probably smart enough to realize that she's probably not going to beat her in the primary, but she wanted to see like above 30%. Mm. And so, so when you have no polling, and this is like kind of a, a gauge of where the election stands, the mayor is, I'm not going to say she's walking away with it, but uh, Gloria's got to really do something. Well, it seems like, you know, just coming off of the Supreme Court discussion, there are more people who are going to be voting in this election, you know, and there was a bump in terms of the amount of people who who turned out just because probably of this this huge SCOTUS thing. And the same is true in April. Do you think that? Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, do you think that giving that more that attention is going to really impact city politics? I'm. I'm not sure how it will. I mean, I think that I think there'll be probably double the amount of voters in April than there were in this primary. And 
that factors in statewide a little differently than it does in the city. But I think the mayor is in a strong position and has been very clear about what she wants to do. Some of it's controversial. There was a third candidate, Scott mm-hmm. Kerr, and he only spent 100 bucks. He was like, I'm not taking any political donations. He jumped into the race way later, the like on the day of the deadline in January. And he got... 11%, 12% of the vote. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That means, well, who are the Scott Kerr voters? <laughs> yeah, where are those 8,000 votes going to go? I don't know. I don't think they all go to Gloria Reyes, do you? I have no clue. Like, I I know Reyes is kind of pointing out the fact that a challenger has been beaten, uh, yeah. or a challenger has beaten an incumbent in the general election before. That was just four years ago. Yeah, but that was Satya. I know. I know, but she's using she's using Satya's story to be like, I'm still in the race. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm going to work harder, knock on more doors. I, I really don't know where Scott's uh, voters are going to go. Let us know if you're listening and you're Scott. Yeah, please. Here's my dumb theory that isn't based on anything. OK, so Scott Kerr voters, they probably knew both who the mayor was and who Gloria Reyes is. And we're like, mm, I'm not sure I want to vote for the mayor. I'm not sh- sure I like some of the changes she's made. But. I don't want to vote for the competitive challenger either. Mm. Anyway, we have um, Mayor Satya Rhodes-Conway and her, the challenger, former school board president Gloria Reyes, coming up on the show docket. So look out for episodes so you can learn more about those candidates. And hey, you know what side we're on in terms of mass and mayoral race? Competitive battle of ideas. So mm-hmm. that's what we want. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. This is, you know, democracy right in front of us and we're we're getting in deep we're yeah. digging in fun mayoral race coming up is the point and uh we'll see i, I think um gloria reyes hey she is a, a well-known established politician in madison i wouldn't count her out but whew, gotta step it up so we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks right well, we'll be talking to him so yes all right. Well, I, hey, it's not all about elections. Did any any news um, come by your way that made you sad or angry or put a smile on your face? Or Yeah. I mean, honestly, elections are a reflection of, you know, us bringing in our candidates who can hopefully make our lives better. And there are obviously tons of people on the ground every day. Nonprofits. Madison is a city of nonprofits. And we have some exciting news. Centro Hispano is going to have a new home, a brand new headquarters, which is it's a pretty cool story, too. And because they have partnered with the city of Madison because basically they have shared mutual interests around the plans for development on South uh, Madison Southside. So there's like a land swap deal and a building purchase. The city purchased uh, Centro's old building. And uh, yeah, I'm just really thrilled. Centro, you know, if you don't know, they serve thousands of Latinx residents here in Madison. And the new facility is going to be a boom, like for them to be able to expand services. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm thrilled. Wasn't there also some news about um, the upcoming Black Business Hub um, making some progress, too? You better believe it. (laughs) So, yes, the Black Business Hub, you know, around South Park Street is also closing in on its fundraising goal for their new space. They just announced a two and a half million dollar donation from the Ascendium Education Group, which is a local student loan company. Oh, I know all about them. Oh, you do? Hmm. Will you tell me if I'm just being a little petty here? Okay. Good for them. That student loan company giving the black business of two and a half million. But whew, I don't know. It seems like uh, 
a lot of people would be helped out if they lowered their interest rates a little bit. Ooh. Is that too much? Like I don't don't think you get absolved. I mean, mean, good for them for helping out in a positive way towards the community, but I don't know. How much money are you making over there? Interesting. On, On interest rates. Yeah, interesting. I mean, I think there should be something said about in general, like when people are donating big amounts of money and they're also also making a lot of money. <laughs> I think that's a really fair thing to to ask about. I mean, obviously, first and foremost, very excited for the Urban League of Greater Madison yes, to get more money course, closer. Yes. They're like getting, you know, closing in on their goal, but No, I, I think... don't I'm putting them separate. They, they don't really have anything to do with it. I just more like right. every time I hear about a student loan company, I'm just like mm. That's fair. I mean, all of us, a generation of just student loan saddled old (laughs) bags that were just weighing us down. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm taking a very unpopular decision of going after a student loan company. So come at me. (laughs) Well, come. We're going to share some hot spicy tea sometimes here. Yeah. So. Well, Friday wouldn't be Friday without a fun way to end things. And hey, and thank you for telling us about some good news. That sounds like some real progress is being made in in, a, yes. in an area town that is, you know, really becoming um, just a force on its own, which is great. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All all the money. <laughs> yes. Okay. Hey, I'm glad we make a big deal out of this. Remember that contest to name all the snowplows? Four different snowplows. How could I forget? Snowplows are on my mind. I just think back to our snowplow episode and how wonderful Margie is, right? Wasn't she just the best? She's just a snow angel. That's exactly what she is. So results are in. There was a contest uh, the city had about basically naming four different kinds of snowplows. So the quad axle brine truck. The the winner was? Saltimus Prime. (laughs) I like that. Yeah, I like that. I need to I see more of those Transformer yeah. movies. I don't. <laughs> I okay, All I know I'm, is I'm, Megan Fox and metal and running and flames. <laughs> I, you know what was cool about this? This context, they had rank choice voting. That is, yeah, it's. Is, we've been excited about that. If you guys haven't already heard, we're pretty excited about that. Yes, that should happen in all elections, including snowplow ones. Okay, now the one, the the snowplow that is for the bike path, the the trackless one. It kind of looks like a bulldozer, a little one that you ride around in. The name of that one will be. Zing, Snowby Juan Kenobi. <laughs> all right, I get. Yeah, again, good. It's pretty good pun. Snow Pretty one. good, but have my little Yoda bobblehead right in front of me. All right. Now, with a huge uh, loader with a plow and wing. So this is like a dump truck that has a big plow on it. The name of that will be? Seymour Pavement. Now, that's a solid pun. <laughs> Puns are um, a defect in the brain. Some yes. I read somewhere. <laughs> and finally, the, the dual wing plow truck. The winning entry was? I'm going to say this is my favorite. Speaking of snow angels, it's, I don't know, it should be a country song. The winner is Dolly Plowton. Oh, Dolly. You know what would be really awesome? We saw this with Lizzo when they named a snowplow after her in Minneapolis, I think it was. Are we going to get some cool Dolly Parton shout out to Madison for this? I hope we do. That would be pretty, pretty sweet. Oh, this is kind of funny. This is what it says on the city's website. Dolly Parton is the best little plow truck in Madison, working much longer hours than just nine to five. It is known for creating the wintry favorites. I will always plow you. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that got uh, I think that went in a way. I, 
say. I read that weird. I will always. No, it's fine. It's, oh, you, it's, oh, you, you know the weird. actual think, song. They, they set you up. I will always <laughs> yeah. plow you. Yeah, you were right. set up. <laughs> and oh, this one is very innocent. Snowlene. Yeah, right. watch out, Snowlene. A lot of puns going on. All right, that Snowlene. was fun. That was yeah. fun, City of Masson. <laughs> Name and plows. I like it. Yes. Bianca Martin, thank you for joining me today. And yeah, uh, another great week of CityCast, and we'll, and we'll catch you on the flip-flop. Catch you on the flip. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. Our host is Bianca Martin, and this podcast is produced by Molly Stentz and me, Dylan Brogan, with additional help this week from Lizzie Goldsmith. Music is by Carl Christensen. If you enjoyed today's show, why not tell fans of Rebecca Black about us? She's still around? You can also get more news delivered straight into your inbox from our friends at Madison Minutes. We'll be back Monday morning with more news from around Madison. CityCast out. Tarot. Don't do that. You're going to jinx us. Tarot is not a jinxy sort well, of Well, what thing. if we pull up a terrible card? We're not doing that. We're not ready for that. We don't have time okay. for that.